You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. Hulk smash! My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Radio. I want what you got out of Banner. I want that. You look like you've already got a little something in you already, don't you? I want more. You've seen what he becomes, right? I have. And it's beautiful. Godlike. Well, I want that. I need that. Make me that. I don't know what you've got inside you already. The next could be a spoiler. Thank you, Samuel Stearns and Emil Blonsky for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. I've got a problem. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. See you shrink. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Bruce, trust me when I tell you, I've heard them all. Not this one. We've never seen anything even close to your levels of exposure. That you survived an event like that, it's beyond my comprehension. I don't want to control it. I want to get rid of it. As far as I'm concerned, that man's whole body is property of the U.S. Army. They want it as a weapon. If we let it go, we will never get it back. What the hell was that? There's only one thing that can fight that. It's in me. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. What if I told you we were putting a team together? And that team is Spectre Radio. Welcome back, guys. How are we doing? (laughs) Oh, God. What a team of misfits. What a team. (laughs) The island. The three best friends that anybody could have. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I'm truly blessed. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, guys. So Wyatt is going to take us into the movie recap for The Incredible Hulk 2008. Um, So here we go. Take it away, Wyatt. After a disastrous lab accident that turns him into a ginormous raging green monster, the Hulk, scientist Dr. Bruce Banner goes on the run from the United States government. They want their weapon back. Fast forward five months, Bruce finds himself hiding out in Brazil, living a simple life, desperately searching for a cure, missing his love Betty, and trying to stay under the radar from General Ross, her father. When he's discovered and the government goes after him, he had no choice but to come back to the States to meet a scientist face-to-face for a potential cure. When one of Ross's soldiers wants an injection or three of the serums, turning him into an abomination to even the odds and bring in the Hulk down, Ross finds him even more uncontrollable than the Hulk. And when abomination turns on Ross and Betty, 
Did Bruce get a hold of his raging stuff long enough to save them and New York? Tune in here to find out. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. I make it sound so dramatic, don't I? So dramatic. And this movie is so good. I love how we were like texting about it all week, how good it is. And now we get to talk about it. So we're going to kick it off with our segment for special tonight. Behind the Purple Pants. Yes, you heard that right. Purple Pants. That's okay. We're never uh, repeating this. So Yeah. So for those of you who don't get that, the Hulk wears purple <laughs> pants in the comics. comics. There we go. <laughs> they joke about it once in this movie, and it was very funny. Indeed. So um, there were many like Hulk cameos throughout the film, and I know we were all texting about the first one of... Lou Ferrigno appears in the movie as the like security guard that he bribes mm-hmm. to get in. Doesn't he like bribe him with a pizza or something? Yeah, like in a free medium or something like that. Hey, got yeah. a free medium on the house. Yeah, so that was really funny. Um, let's see. There were a couple others. Uh, let's see. He's not the only old Hulk actor c- to get a nod. In the 1970s, Hulk Bill Bixby gets an obscure cameo when Bruce is seen watching TV. One of the films he flicks by is The Courtship of Eddie's Father, which starred Bixby, who played David Banner, for the 1977 TV adaptation. And lastly, on top of that, we get a musical nod to this show as the score reuses music from the show as Bruce moves from town to town. And Paul Souls turns up playing Stanley, the proprietor of a pizza shop. He voiced Dr. Bruce Banner in the 1960s Hulk animated series. So we got many Easter eggs. and I didn't know that last one. That one I did not know. That's interesting. And I loved how like the name was Stanley's like Stanley's like I'm like yeah. I know that has to be on purpose mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you guys have so um mine was that there was originally going to be a brief Captain America cameo in this movie oh um so the Hulk was like one of the times he was you know doing his thing and smashing the heck out of everything Smash. he was gonna like jump in the ice wherever I don't mm. you know this they hadn't filmed Captain America yet. Yeah, so because at the end, he down. goes up to Canada. So he mm-hmm. was supposed to like find him in Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah. Or right? British, Columbia. Like British Columbia. British Columbia. Um, so he was yeah. supposed to like freak out, smash through the ice, and then you'd see Cap's frozen body. But they decided to shelf that in favor of showing it in the 2011 Captain America uh, movie. And yeah, so that was my first one. I hope that deleted scene is somewhere out there. in the It's on YouTube, I think. Interesting. I'm looking that up after we're done recording. So, a couple of mine. While the incredibly, while the Incredible Hulk was creatively produced by Marvel Studios, which was also which also paid for the film, the movie was still distributed by Universal. Mm-hmm. Yes. So indeed, hey, while the Mar- Hulk roller coaster. I, I was Universal about to say that. Studios that I just went on wonderful about a month coaster. ago. That I get heart palpitations watching yes. people on there. I don't even ride it. I just get heart palpitations. I forgot how there. intense it was. Like I, I remembered the launch from the tube, but yeah. And then like when you're in the queue, they updated the video, so it's like two people, oh. random people you've never seen before, and not Doctor Bruce Banner that are changing into the Hulk, and they have Hulk and they have She Hulk, and it's like truly terrifying to watch this like CGI rendering of these people change, like. 
50 times while you're waiting in line and you're like, okay, can we turn this off? Like I am already <laughs> queasy and now I am going to turn green. Like, no. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the whole point. So Marvel Studios holds a license, but Universal Pictures maintains distribution rights on all Hulk sequels. That's which explains why we haven't got any. Uh, that's also why it's not on Disney Plus. Right, that why we all have to rent it. this. Boo. Thanks, Amazon. Ooh, four dollars. I mean, uh, I know. I told my mom. I was like, I think I charged your card. Oops. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Awkward. Awkward. <laughs> I use her Amazon account. It's fine. Um. So there were a couple other Easter eggs. Like at the very start of the movie, it's supposed to ease you in and let you compose yourself for this inevitable escalation. Um. In particular, the opening credits should be fairly easy to follow along, so you don't have to like follow too close attention to it mm-hmm. but on the top of the fact that we're getting a retelling of the original story there are some easter eggs in those little flashbacks so um for starters the sequence uses the same x-ray shots of banners gamma uh, what's this word irritated <laughs> irritated that's this makes no sense um, of banners gamma irradiated. I think it's irradiated. Irradi- oh, irradiated. That would make sense. Thank you. What a big word I have never used. <laughs> X-ray never shots of banners gamma irradiated skull that were used in the 1978 series. The credits also owe the danger danger clip to show that banners green eyes are also a nod to Bill Bixby's version. And there's also a nod to Tony Stark as we see the blueprints for the sonic cannon that appears later in the film credited to Stark Industries. Who else? I, I really liked how they did the intro um, because, a, like you said, it was a retelling. So we're not getting the same thing right, over and this, over again. This first film kind of came out from Ang Lee in 2003, Three. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I don't think I've seen that one either so now now that i'm like a fan again of the hulk i need to like go back and watch that it's it's a wildly different movie um for funsy but it's so they're not it's kind of like every time they do a new batman franchise you have to watch batman's parents get killed over and over again this is like they they chose they're assuming you already know well it's it's (laughs) so he was (laughs) murked by the radiation well it's assuming that it's Yes, but it's also so like it doesn't annoy people who already know what happened, but it also lets people know who don't have any idea what's happening and in an interesting way. That way it kind of does the best of both worlds. When I was watching this, I had forgotten that that's what the um, beginning was like because I haven't seen this movie in 10 years. And I was just like, oh, this intro is already better than I remember this entire movie being. So um, so I really like that. Yeah. I had Another... two more, but what you got, Wyatt? Sorry, go ahead. I've got two more, too. Okay. And I've got you. one more. Let's so. ping pong them. Let's go. Okay. Go, Wyatt. Okay. So, uh, Louis Ledier, the director of this movie, uh-huh. initially, initially wanted to cast Mark Ruffalo, which obviously we get later on. Huh. Mark Ruffalo. That's funny. But Marvel instead lobbied for who we got, Edward Norton, because he was, quote, more famous. He was really? at the time. At, the, at, at this time. So negotiations with Norton began with an unfinished screenplay. Oh, um, I read this. Yeah. Which Norton saw as an opportunity to help craft the story. Right. So right. That, 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 
that ties into Alyssa's point earlier. Interesting. Okay. So my last point um, for this was, and obviously we're kind of, we kind of already told people this, but uh, because of where we have this particular podcast, even though this movie was filmed in 2008 at the same time as Iron Man 1, it takes place in 2010 during Iron Man 2's time. Because Iron Man 2, the Hulk, and Thor take place in one week. Oh. It's, it's called Fury's Big Week. So Fury's <laughs> Big Week. He's got oh, a man. lot of he's got a lot of crap going on this week. He's oh got Thor's hammer crashing down, and then Thor, and then the uh, the events when that happen. When it rains at Thor's, what can I say? Oh my gosh! Really? I'll be here all night, guys. <laughs> and then Hulk breaking Harlem in the same week, destroying <laughs> Harlem. Uh, sorry, Literally. Harlem. I mean, Harlem pretty much already looked like that. It's fine. Easy. <laughs> Yes, but easy. That's okay. I've been there. <laughs> I can yeah. speak from experience. Um, so towards the end of the film, we see the general sipping on this green cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the best e- Easter egg is this blink and you'll miss it cocktail. It has a deep subtext to it. So in the post credit sequence, General Ross is seen drinking a cocktail as he drowns his sorrows and and just stokes his um, stogie. It mm-hmm. turns out that a cock that this cocktail is an incredible Hulk. Hulk, excuse me, made of equal parts of Hennessy cognac and hypnotic liqueur. Hence the Gee green, whiz. lurid color. It's not a gag either. It re- represents Ross's dependency on Hulk, as well as the dangerous dynamic it causes. He says in Civil War that the stress basically almost killed him. And -hmm. if there's a better metaphor than that for that than him self-medicating with a cocktail named after the thing causing his pain, it must be pretty special. That's pretty Mm -hmm. funny. I know what we're getting this weekend. Oh, we should get hot <laughs> cocktails when we get together. Our oh, next boy. reunion for this year. I'm so excited. Oh, yes. boy. <laughs> um, my last one. So in April of 2008, before Iron Man became a global smash, and two months before the Incredible Hulk hit theaters, word surfaced that disagreements between Norton and Marvel had gotten so bad that the actor refused to do any press. Whoa. Refused. That's intense. I mean, that kind of explains why he wasn't asked to come back in later. Was that because of like the edits that he wanted to do? And they were like, no. That was my understanding of it. I don't know for sure. But basically, he that's why he got involved with the film. Like you you said earlier to your point, Wyatt, that he was like, Oh yeah, I could have more creative liberty if I get more involved and Marvel was like, we don't like your ideas. We didn't want you to so stand here. Two oh. out, so two out of Marvel's first three movies, they're having problems with one of their main characters. This one, it's their main character. And Iron Man, it's, it. it's Rhodey. Well, thankfully, Marvel got their crap together later on in the movies. But it's right. just... Uh, it's like the if only they could have done a little bit better. But we got Mark Ruffalo, which yeah. we love and adore. So the last oh, yeah. one I had was that the Hulk was actually a villain um, originally. That's- yes. So the post credit scene bringing Tony Stark into the end of Hulk's story was a nice addition and a good moment, but it was essentially nonsense. Thanks to the changes in the direction of the MCU, pretty much everything Stark says in the scene makes no freaking sense. 
He's there to recruit the abomination as a member of the Avengers, which was always a bad idea. And to offer the team services to help deal with the Hulk. The suggestion there is that the Hulk was going to be the bad guy in the expected Avengers team up movie, which was still very much uncertain at this point. Additionally, the abomination was going to return as a supporting villain in one draft of the Avengers age of Ultron, but he was cut at the end. So Ouch. we love wow. a moment where you a heck of a, yeah, that was a heck of a change. All righty. So we're moving right along here. Let's take it to our next category of what if, where we talk about different little alternate timelines we can make with what, what, what if this happened? What if that happened? So TVA is going to get on your ass for this. Have you seen, have you seen? I literally watched the first 30 minutes before we jumped on and I'm going to watch the ending. It's so good. I'm so mad that I have to wait till next week is it really good i I love this episode for sure i'm Um, gonna snuggle up and watch the end later (laughs) um so yeah so for mine um i've got what if the cure that banner got was in fact permanent but blonsky still wanted to become the abomination would iron man have been enough to stop a hulk-like creature at that point because he only had his phase uh like two or three armor at that point he wasn't even hey. close to coming up with a hulk buster at that point Ooh, that he was a good three four years question. off of that. so what do you guys think or would have been uh new york have been destroyed and roll credits <laughs> so here's the thing like did hulk actually defeat the abomination because like he didn't kill him he, he just kind of like tapped out fire. at the end, right? He just kind of, and he. I, I think he like had him in enough of a chokehold with the yeah. chains to where he was like going. And to Betty was like, "Enough, don't!" And you're like, "Really? This is how it's." I was watching end. it with my mom, like, and she was just like, is... "Kill him!" Right? Just kill him. He's literally <laughs> murdering the, the whole woman city. On the planet. <sighs> my mom's like, "Kill him." She's protecting New York. Good, she is. good oh, on God her. God bless my mom. <laughs> yes, honestly. That's such a good question, Andrew. I'm so mad I didn't think of this. Um, Thank you. I feel like if he did have War Machine helping him, like we saw in the other film, that would have been cool. The two of them together, I think, could do it. But individually, I don't think Mm-mm. maybe War Machine would have a better chance just based on his, like, he has more weapons cannons and stuff, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I think like Tony could definitely maybe outsmart it because sure. he was already kind of off kiltered because he was unstable and like just out of control as mm-hmm. most people are when they go Hulk. But um, in a, in terms of like physical strength, I think the both of them are not a, a match for the abomination, but in terms of wits, they have that on their side. So the two of them together could do kind of like the, the maneuver that we get in uh, episode five with like the cables and the, and the ad kind of thing. Yeah. Or, or how they did it in civil war, basically with uh, yeah. when Ant-Man becomes big and they both right. not come out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That would be right. cool. Like that too. Yeah. But I think like without the Avengers team, like, that would be really difficult to just take down something that powerful because mm-hmm. like we we've seen bombs go off the, this like the field was on fire and the Hulk didn't even get hurt like it's crazy so if the abomination is a cocktail of all these other drugs mm-hmm. <laughs> in combination of all these other chemicals Ooh. like 
God only knows what would have killed that thing other than another strong thing strangling it. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I really am not sure. Mm. It's a good question. One thing that we learn about Tony is that he's very adaptive to his, Mm. to the, to the situation. And he'll be, he built his Mark one suit in a cave, mm-hmm. totally undercover from, you know, the, the terrorists that he was quote unquote working for. So to listen to actually Andrew said it, he, he didn't have this, um, this software or this technology for at least another half a decade. He would have created it sooner because he would have saw a need for it. He would have had that to. Would, yeah. That would have been his focus, but where we are in the movie where he's just, going through Harlem and just making it a whole different borough. <laughs> That's a great way I'm to sorry. put that. That didn't click for a second. I was like, what? Oh, God. <laughs> um, sending you to another zip code, son. He's turning it just, into a second Staten Island, a giant dump. Uh, oh, hey, more shots fired. I'm from not there. Bad. I can say it. Not as bad as Jersey, though. Anyway. Oh, um, Wow. <laughs> Sorry, no, my friend, um, Sean. <laughs> and to our 2% of listeners that are in the Right, right. Because <laughs> um, who do we have in the Avengers team as of this point? That's it. <laughs> no one. <laughs> uh, Natasha, technically, but I mean, that's the only one we've seen besides Tony and Rhodey. But Tony's not really a part of it. He's, he's just a consultant. She's well, there, the Avengers don't exist yet. She doesn't have any yet. armor. Like I just, yeah. The Avengers don't actually exist until the Avengers right. movie. And Thor is not is is just got on planet that week, and he leaves and goes back, and then they haven't tell, thought. Tell out our that listeners yet. what you said to us earlier about what this week. Did you explain to the listeners what this week is about that you're referring to? <laughs> Yeah, Fur- uh, Furious, yeah, he did. Furious yeah, no, he week. did. Yeah, I wasn't sure if we were recording at that point or <laughs> <Okay>. not. <laughs> yes, no, he yes. did. Thankfully, because uh, I, I was yeah, afraid so I was going to forget. That. Okay, I was just making sure. So it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> One thing about the scene at the very the final final boss scene, quote unquote, that we see at the end is that <laughs> we don't we don't see any military presence. Well, barely any military presence. We'd have a national guard. We don't have yeah, an army. There was like one armored truck and one helicopter at the it's end. It's New York. And any, anybody in the military can be in any corner of it within a couple of minutes. Yeah. Mm. So it's true. There's a lot of national guard posts and stuff like that. Right. I don't know. I've, there was an armory a couple of miles from my house in New York. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Make that make sense. What are your what are your thoughts on that, Andrew? I think Alyssa's right that they would have taken Rhodey and Iron Man together with an upgrade in their armors and technology to okay. take him down personally. I think maybe with those sonic cannons and the military working with them, they maybe wouldn't have had to upgrade anything, but it would have taken them working together. I think are you Tony, talking about Tony's cannons, like in the field that were yeah, like those, making those that sonic, noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or are you talking about weapons? how they take down Ivan in that dome thing in, in New York? Or I mean, LA, that wherever, might wherever work. That might work. Put your hand up. You want a yeah. sidekick? Yeah, <laughs> that that might work. But I mean, I, I think it would take them with their current level of technology and the military with those uh, Stark sonic cannons to take him down. And I think it would be a couple of days before it happened. So it, maybe 24 hours at the earliest so it would it would be very bad so it's yeah. a good thing the movie went the way it did right right all right so uh what do you guys think Alyssa? what do you think i had 
two what ifs and I kind of want to do both of them because I think they were kind of fun. So the first one is kind of silly and the other one is more interesting. So I was thinking we get the scene where Stanley has a cameo as the guy who's like drinking the soda and and like, I guess (laughs) the plot goes that he dies, right? That he gets gamma radiation poisoning from the blood in the soda and he dies. Or at least he gets sick enough to where he gets medical attention. Right. And he gets like, right. And he gets um, press around it and they like Mm -hmm. stop production or whatever. And like, that's how they find Bruce. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So what if we got an extended cameo where instead of him getting sick, he turns into the Hulk? I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> oh my this was more God. of like a fun question. Like, I feel like it's kind of short. And then the other one I have is like a legitimate one that I was like, I hope they don't ask the same. That would be a good have, Marvel's so what to... ifs because you know how they're doing the Ooh, Marvel's what ifs coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That would be funny. Obviously, he's since passed, but yeah. Right, of course. God rest but his seeing soul. like a big Hulk with like gray hair and the glasses, like. <laughs> you kids. <laughs> Get off my lawn. That would be really funny. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that, Wyatt? <laughs> Is there a Tony Stank here? <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. I want to I wanna see that badly, but I, I, I know we can't. Right. Mm-hmm. They could CGI oh, it. They, they could do a cartoon if yeah, anything. Sure, they could do animated. Maybe not so, CGI because of postmortem rights, but but it's Stanley. Why couldn't they? Because of postmortem rights, just like how they had to get permission to use. Um, uh, yeah. So Marvel. why couldn't they get permission if it's Stanley and it's Marvel and it's like well, his yeah, Stanley Stanley fathered Marvel with right. uh, his with his co-creator um, Kirby Arnold or something like that. I think maybe yeah. maybe I'm getting that wrong. Um, but. And whereas like all of the proceeds would go to Marvel, which would whereas his, Peter like, Cushing did not father Star Wars. Right, right. I know. I feel like it would people would be upset because they'd be kind of disrespecting him at that point, kind of making fun of it. Mm. I don't know. If that's why I'm. That's why I'm thinking they should do an animated one. Right. That would be that'd okay. be more interesting. Interesting. Okay. So my legitimate what if, I hope Wyatt doesn't have the same thing, but my thought was um, the whole time they're like building up to this reveal of who Mr. Blue is, I kept trying to figure out who it was because I thought I had seen this movie. I've never seen it. (laughs) So I'm like, who's Mr. Blue? Who's Mr. Blue? And we don't have many contenders. So I, I was like, ooh, what if the general was Mr. Blue or- And it was a trap. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> yes. If it was a it's bad a guy, it's a, it's a trap. Or what if Phil, Betty's boyfriend, was Mister Blue? Hmm. I don't know. Like he's not a scientist, right? And neither is the general. But like you could easily be posing as one and like getting a government person to like fill in the blanks of what you're saying in the chat, and then mm-hmm. he'd get the blood sample that he's so badly wanting. And then like obviously, they really want to get Bruce and like take it out of him so that he's not a threat anymore and he doesn't have this weapon and. Whatever, I don't even know but... if they necessarily want to take it out of him. I, mean, I think that's a contingency, but if anything, they want it in they him wanted... to control him. And if and they, they want to build this super soldier serum out of him. Basically. Which is weird because I'm just like, okay, shouldn't you be working on like fine tuning this so it looks more like stud Captain America and less like... <laughs> right? Oh my God. Just, just my personal thought on the matter. But yeah, well, that's a really good question. Like, I like yeah. that. That's a really good question. Thanks. I like that question too. What do you think, Wyatt? I would have almost preferred that. I know, right? Like that would have been more interesting than just like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's some weird looking dude from Oh Brother, Where Are Thou? (laughs) (laughs) 
No, because I mean, we we love like the element of surprise and kind of like the that would have been the nice. under and like the the, the undercover character, which is kind who, of where I thought the movie was going until I remembered. Oh wait, it's nobody that I know of. <laughs> oh my god, right? That's yeah, funny. that would have been. I think that would have been a lot better. Like Wyatt said. Plot yeah, I think yeah. I think it'd be or like a, an alternate ending kind of thing. Ooh, right? yeah. That would have been cool for that. That's it. We're we're getting Alyssa hired as a writer. Yes, <laughs> I did like that character though, and like um, we, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we used him in the beginning of um, Sam Doctor Samuel Stearns. Like I thought he was a fun character and he was interesting. And like I said, I did like the actor. He was he was really good and like mm-hmm. kind of came out of left field. And you're like, oh, I know this guy. Like <laughs> he looks so familiar. Familiar Tim uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Mm-hmm. He was in Holes too, if you guys remember him in yeah. holes he was one of the bad guys in in that so i'm like that would kind of track and then he does kind of become a bad guy in this film so like that would make sense in a way but he, be- he became an idiot real quick she's like right. hey maybe you should shut it down and he goes no and then he almost dies right and yeah yeah exactly she's like do it now and he's like no i think i'll wait and then he gets punched in the face right as he deserves um and then he was also yes. in fantastic four which is like also technically mcu isn't it it's not MCU, but it's Marvel adjacent. Marvel, right. Because they had... So for a while, Marvel was broke for decades. Like, DC had the opportunity to buy Marvel, mm-hmm. and they're like, nah, Marvel's never coming back. And oh, then Marvel came, oh, dude. So they had to sell off the Fantastic Four, X-Men, and Spider-Man for a while, and then Hulk, kind of. So they're like low-key, slowly getting that stuff back. Like... Mm-hmm. It's technically Marvel, that Marvel original, but it's not their property anymore. It's like intellectual property, but they can only make certain amount of money off the rights or something like that. So I didn't remember that he was in um, Fantastic Four. Which one? The re- first one or the second one? I don't remember. I oh, just okay. looked on his gotcha. c- cinemography. Gotcha, gotcha. Or, yes. Um, cool. And then in my, I'm scrolling. I was scrolling down on my notes to get the actor's name. And then down here towards the end of my notes, it says, what if Bruce went Hulk in the ambulance? LOL. <laughs> Just like <laughs> oh, the oh, things oh. explode. <laughs> so when she's talking about taking the subway, speaking of being in a. Yes. In a, did you catch what he said? And then what Bruce, uh, Mark Ruffalo's Bruce says when he thinks that the uh, helicarrier is a submarine. He's like, oh, they want me in a metal cage that's underwater. That's oh, great. And he basically yeah. said that in this one. Oh, you want me in a metal tube in a under underground space in the most what did he say? Irritating the, city in the world. Or yeah, something? yeah. And then he's like, oh, this no, this is much better when it's actually a helicarrier. So I, I like that kind of uh, so funny the connection. symmetry. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. My what if. Um, I'm surprised none of y'all came up with this, to be honest. I was surprised um, you guys didn't come up with mine because I thought mine was. I was surprised you didn't come up with mine. So I'd be <laughs> Go us, guys. Go us. We so smart. good. What if Blomsky would have actually died in the field and we didn't get abomination. the abomination later on? Thank God. So, they could have came up with something better. He got what he deserved after he side. shot and killed that dog. No, I they said tranked, what I they said. They tranked the dog. It was I a tranquilizer. I don't believe that. No. I, I promise you it was a tranquilizer. I choose. You see it sticking out of the dog. I choose not to Girls, believe. girls, girls. You see it sticking so, out of the dog. A side note to this question. Would Bruce have had his, quote, come to Jesus moment sooner than he did? 
expand, please. Yeah. So expand on that. <laughs> Bruce, in my eyes, towards the end of the movie, sees what he actually is capable of as the Hulk because he sees what the abomination is doing. And he sees that, in my eyes, that's how he is seen as or portrayed as. So to me, that's kind of, I know, I know that's stretching it quite a bit. Yeah, because I think like he can to an extent control it and has learned to control it, but also not. Okay. Yeah, he he barely had control when we come to the Avengers. Like it looks like at the end of this movie that he has like some control, but by the time we get to the Avengers, he's like him in the cabin and his eyes turning green thing. Yeah, I mean, like like, in when we see him in Avengers for the first time, he's in Calcutta across the world like trying to be removed from that kind of situation and he's like i only want to be brought in as a consultant uh you want the brain not the hulk kind of thing and uh (laughs) how many times does he say leave me alone in this movie (laughs) back to the i'm like this is relatable (laughs) back to the dog thing real quick they had tranquilizers and switched to live ammunition afterwards so so thankfully because i was worried for a second i was like did they really actually shoot that dog that would, like have kept, that, that would have kept me up at night. Kill, if it was a dose for the Hulk, maybe it could kill the dog. I'm just going to say that. I don't, we never didn't see know, the dog again. So They didn't know that he turned into the Hulk, though. The soldiers had no idea. They were like... To believe. Oh, fair. Whoops. Choosing to believe the dog was <laughs> killed because I don't like that character. That's, and this that's fine. helps me hate him more. That's fine. I'm, I'm praying that he's... Also, you guys know sick. that's the same breed of dog that I own. So as soon as the dog started Aww. barking, I was like, that sounds just like my dog and i was like that's not my dog because he's not he doesn't live with me he lives with my dad and uh, and i was like that's weird and then as soon as they like the camera swung in and like went to the dog i was like oh like he's a blue healer and then i googled it and it was like he's a a mutt quote unquote and his name's mongrel or whatever he was just some street dog and street dog in brazil I just came up with another what if. What if what what if that was John uh, Wick's dog? Oh no. <laughs> and John Wick would we show up and just beat everybody. Movie. <laughs> well, moving on to what Andrew likes to call one of our last categories, even though it isn't one of our last categories. It's one of <laughs> our last categories. It's not our We're last. We're coasting downhill at this point. <sighs> I tell you, the disrespect I get on this Let rock me... is criminal. Let... <laughs> on this rock. <laughs> that was a uh, uh I don't remember what movie that was from now. Oh, my powers are leaving me. Oh, Men in Black 2. Or 1. I can't remember. It was a dog. Oh so, God. best Frank. and worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the alien. The little pug. Mm-hmm. So, best kind of what at least Alyssa and I agree to about this movie. Andrew kind of has different thoughts about it. That This is a very good it movie. is so good. I think the plot is just awesome. It's I think the plot is really good. Good, so let just me, good writing. But let me verify. It's Please. a good standalone movie. Yes, I agree. I don't think it fits extremely well into um, the MCU as much. I don't. Not not tone wise, especially. Yeah. No, like it's got a really different feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um. But they had no idea that the MCU was going to turn into what it really was at the time. At this point, right. still, right, right. It's so early. Right, which, you know, kind of, I think is one of the reasons why we don't have it on Disney Plus, other than Universal kind of still owning part of it. I think that's also another reason why we don't have it completed 
on Disney Plus. My other best is that, that is the animation, <laughs> the animation on this was phenomenal for 2008. Mm-hmm. This was really, really good, especially the scene where Bruce is in the the, the bottle factory and he splits his finger and you see the blood kind of just yeah, spindle down. That was good, and like the transformation stuff was good. I mean, his face and like hair, but you could tell it was definitely over animated. It wasn't looking very. Yeah, you know that wasn't his face. That wasn't right? his actual face. Yeah. Right. I yeah, you can tell because of. The, the animation of it. They usually will use the actor's face, but they used, I forget <clears throat> what's his name's face. Um, somebody else's face for the. Yeah, I read that. Moving on to my worst about this movie. Um, you know, we like to poke fun at how scientific and how physics doesn't <laughs> really work. I have mm. a laundry list of the problems of the sci fi in this movie. Hmm. Um, I agree. The, <laughs> The quote-unquote science that what creates the Hulk with the gamma rays. I'm still confused on how all that happens. So we get the story <laughs> about it and everything. It, to Andrew's me, like, let me clarify. Okay, so, so to me, yeah, good. I was going to say to me, it's not realistic, and for me, I like realistic. To, that, that way, yeah, I like a spider biting someone is more yeah, realistic. You, that's than... something I can follow. <laughs> So, for instance, I just watched the movie Greenland mm-hmm. with Gerard Butler in. It's one of those like end of world movies where the, like the um, there's an asteroid coming that's that's going to destroy it and it wipe out everybody. Oh. I've had nightmares for the past three nights because <gasps> of that movie. That's how realistic yes. I felt like I was in the movie. I okay. got none of that vibes from this. Well, yeah, and also it's an earlier kind of story. So to clarify how he gets his powers real quick, um, especially in the adaptation of this movie, Ross said he thought he was finding a cure for radiation poisoning. So not only is he being infected by gamma radiation, I think he um, injected himself with whatever Ross gave him. Ross probably told him it was some like drug to make you resistant to it. He didn't actually tell him it was a super soldier serum. So it's a combination of radiation, like a crap ton of it and the, the serum, and then just whatever his genetic makeup already was kind of thing, how mm. how he's different, if, if he is different from anybody else. Again, it's terribly far-fetched, like you said, um, but it, it wasn't just like one thing. It was kind of like a combination of things. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot, yeah. Poor guy. And kind of ongoing about my scientific issues with this, um, <laughs> How come he didn't die when he left out, out of the helicopter? Because I don't think he hit the ground as the Hulk. <laughs> I think he hit it. He turned the no. Hulk after he hit the ground. They, they kind of talk about that in Avengers when he taught. He's like, <laughs> I tried to end it. Right. I ate a bullet and the other guy spat it out. So he can't oh, ever right. die because of that. Right. Pretty that, much. And um, we get the, my favorite quote from this whole movie when he falls out of the plane and he's not changing. He goes, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he realizes maybe maybe that's what put his BPM over, mm-hmm. you know, the two hundred. Oh, like, oh yeah. I might die. Also, I'm, I, yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious that he was worried about his his um, his pulse when he was getting intimate with his lady friend. Oh my gosh, that was you... really funny and awkward. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother what if. That's that's for our after hours episode, guys. 
I'm not sure if I can handle yeah. it, to be quite honest. <laughs> Me neither, and I'm married. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'll go next because mine were very, very similar to what yours were, Wyatt. So um, my best, my favorite scene, I think the best scene was when Mr. Blue is helping um, Bruce kind of hone in on the transformation part and like manage the cure and everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously like, it's not a cure and Betty is like up there trying to help him, you know, control his powers and stuff or not powers, but whatever, you know, mutation or whatever. Right. Like the transformation between him from Bruce to, to Hulk and back, I thought was really good given like the technology that we had back then and like the, Mm -hmm. You know, the art, all of it. Um, the visuals in this movie, I feel like the green theme was like following us throughout the whole film. There was like um, a green light on like the pizza place and there was like the green soda, the green cocktail, Mr. Green. Mm-hmm. When the soda bottles exploded, there was like green all in the air, you know. So I thought that was kind of cool that it was like very much a part of the film. Like that color was kind of following. So it wasn't just like him. So that was cool. I already talked about how good the plot is. Um, I laughed out loud again in um, this part. And I thought it was so funny Um, or in this movie, I should say not the part, but this one part that made me laugh out loud of, um, when the dad goes, where does she meet these guys? I laughed so hard. Cause I was like, this sounds like my dad. <laughs> um, and the cab ride scene where she's like, you asshole or like, whatever, like very New York. Um, I thought that, yeah, was, that really guy was funny. That driver was crazy. He was obviously. Um, and for the worst, I put the sci-fi science as my worst and I yes. have one, two, three, four, five, six examples. I'll make them. Oh my best. gosh. Good Lord. Um, He's literally bulletproof. Why do you keep shooting him thinking anything's going to matter? <laughs> like uh, after the first round, what the heck are you doing? You're just like wasting. I mean, the 50 ammo. cows seemed to hurt him. Kind of like if you it shot me with a paintball gun. Down, right, here. right. Like a paint, but not, you're not going to stop him. Um, why would swallowing the blood kill someone or, or injure them and getting the blood in your blood bloodstream transform Mr. Blue? Make that make sense. Um, oxygen stokes fires. It does not put them out. A helicopter on fire is not a birthday candle. Mr. Hulk. Thank you for trying. Mm-hmm. That fire would be stoked by that whoosh of oxygen. That's not carbon dioxide. That is oxygen that he's whooshing into the fire. Um, no way you could access bone marrow from such a small needle. I have looked into being a bone marrow donor. I'm on the registry. They have to do a surgery where it's they put dangerous. you under yeah. and they have to drill into your body. It's not going to be accessed by a needle. They have to not drill into your hip bone. It takes a long time. So that's funny. Um, Blonsky surviving anything like no. Um, ECT ever helping anyone ever. The electroshock therapy. That that's never helped anyone ever when he that was very 1970s. It him. was very 1970s. Exactly. Um, of how they helped mental patients across America. Exactly. Well, across the world, really helped people with bipolar disorder, all of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I know there were many more examples, but those were the the six I had in my notes that were science fiction related. 
Dang. I'm glad I wasn't alone on that gravy train. You're welcome. For sure. <laughs> and killing the dog, as I said, because I think the dog died. We never see him again, okay? Lasai. 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 Alrighty. So my best and worst. So um I did like the plot for the most part. Again, I think it would have been more interesting, like Alyssa said, if it would have like the Mr. Blue had been someone we I guess knew, or like it would have been a cooler, a better reveal. Um, I liked the whole, you know, him while he's on the run trying to meditate while he's trying to find a cure. He's like, all right, I gotta he's control not meditating, this. He's hyperventilating. <laughs> Whatever. He's he's he, he sought out like a ninja monk. Practice right. He sought out like a ninja monk, and they're all about mind, body, and self control. So I like the fact that he's like not only doing a permanent cure, but he's also like in the here and now. He's like, all right, I, I got to control this. Right. Um, I, I I thought it was very accurate that the government wanted their weapon back, and <laughs> and Ross is like, oh, if you know, if you if you took him from me, I'm like, why is that awful? But like so accurate at the same yeah. time. Um. You guys said a lot of my bests, um, so I'm going to move on to the uh, to my worst. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous that Ross could make not one, but two of these super monsters that tore up uh, Harlem and a factory in Brazil and just and then Culver University. <laughs> and he still has a career, let alone he's not. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? No. And I hate that. Dishonor- hate- dishonorably discharged immediately. <laughs> I, he, he, I'm pretty sure he would be in prison. Um, right, right. I hate Ross in this movie. He's not only one of the worst fathers in cinema history, uh, he's a terrible human being. He's um, a great character <laughs> to love to hate, though. Like, oh it's very gosh. easy to hate him. Like, way he he's even, such an asshole. He like, even yeah. lied about my daughter is my first and most right, you know, concern. Right. No, also no he's um, like stop firing and then he's like oh well just never mind just blow him up i mean fine. even like his decisions on how to handle these things really helicopters and 50 cals at a college with with a couple platoons of soldiers yeah no that's not how that works yeah. i know it's the hulk but he's right but it's he turned him into the hulk like he trapped right, him in this thing fault. and then and he's like fault. all right he goes my daughter's gonna see now he's gonna turn into this raging thing it's like oh people could have died i think people did die um yeah no never would have happened sure right um i thought the two monsters fighting was less cool than the hulk actually battling those soldiers on campus with those oh i totally agree i totally agree so i like i did like this movie and i did like the plot if they would have changed a couple things i would have liked it better yeah there was there was a a lot that i i didn't unfortunately there was a lot i didn't like about this movie but again it had a different tone they had no idea what the MCU was going to look like. So right, as, right. as a standalone, I didn't mind this movie at all. I actually enjoyed it. Nice. All righty. Now we'll go to our last category of alter <laughs> egos. So I had an interesting thought when I was like writing my notes. I was like, you know what? I feel like all of us are somewhat like the Hulk. Because <laughs> I, I was say, like, so help me if I'm Ross on one of you guys' things. No, because I'll after crack. last week when Andrew, like we had a big argument in our group chat and I was like, Andrew had a Hulk moment last week, but like <laughs> I have Hulk moments all the time. Wyatt definitely has a hot streak here and there. Thanks. So I'm just going to make a blanket statement and say that everybody has a bit of the Hulk in them as you know, the Hulk does. And he's also Bruce, Mm. 
But for Andrew, I said the Hulk slash Leonard Sampson because he's like a good guy that's lovable and you you can't hate him even though sometimes you want to because you want Betty with Bruce, but she's dating. I said Phil earlier, but it's not Phil. He's oh, from Phil. Modern Family, he's right? Phil from Modern Family. <laughs> so in my mind, he's still Phil. He's like, in oh. a lot of things. He was, wasn't but he in like National Treasure too? Phil, but he's Phil yeah. though. Like every time I see him, I'm like, it's Phil. That is a funny show. Um, he's a good yes. actor. I like him. So I could, I see you as like that, the good guy, you know, like the sweet, very like nice boyfriend that like, He's the love interest that's replacing Bruce. So you're like, I want to hate him so that Bruce and Betty can be together. But then you're like, but I don't hate him because he's a good guy. And like he the speech he gives the dad. I'm like, oh, oh, my God. So take that as a compliment. And then I, I had Wyatt was Hulk slash Iron Man. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Since we did get Iron Man in this movie. Or, oh, okay. <laughs> beating a dead horse over here you're welcome uh, hey i'm just right. saying there were not a lot of great characters to pick from in this the was film. really hard it was like, really tough i and i literally... could see myself as betty slash the hulk i didn't say i i do i do yeah. even though Liv tyler talks like this the whole movie and her voice is like this and oh my god and i'm so quiet even though steven tyler is her dad did you guys know that that's what I, I, I was I, saying I, before you were on. I'm just thinking, I'm like, okay, I just met you. And then it's over here, here over here going, hi, my name's Liv Tyler. And uh, I was born with girls <laughs> like a fish. And you're Maybe like, she's used to being quiet because her dad's such a <laughs> yes, loud. my God. Literally, <laughs> the closest crazy. thing that we have is that you could be like a little bit like Betty in that like every turn she tried to help Bruce no matter the cost. And that's exactly what you're like. But I found Betty very delicate in this movie. She and you are not moments. very delicate. She was, I feel like she, she had was moments, strong. Though, like, she was brave. She, I'm ran not saying out, she, wasn't. she ran out in the field when all that freaking gunfire was happening. And I don't know if I could do that. And But every five seconds it was, ah, Bruce. Ah, like, well, that was more, I feel like that was more empathy than anything. Uh, maybe. In a way versus like. You her know. empathy sounded He was very literally delicate. turning into the Hulk and she jumped on top of him and was like, look me in the eyes. Stay with me. You know yes. what I mean? Like That's, that, was def- that was definitely ballsy. you. She had a lot of ballsy people moments. Around. Yeah. She did, I for yeah. sure, right. for sure. But there were times where she came across <laughs> she, as delicate. She chose violence. <laughs> yeah, she did. Um, I, I really couldn't find anything uh, for Wyatt. The closest thing I got for me was the... Uh, the guy he uh not the not the guard he bribed with pizza but the college kid he <laughs> gave pizza and he was enjoying free food i was like that's me that's the two me. college like kids pizza. being interviewed are you and wyatt <laughs> a kid flew over me over my head and blasted me with this laser vision i i i think that was uh was that um monsters Inc. instead <laughs> did anybody else get that vibe though oh i did okay i did and I saw the whole thing and the monster with like 20 eyeballs. I saw the whole thing. You're welcome. I'll oh my gosh. I need to watch that now. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I think this is the hardest alter ego we've done. I I mean, granted, this is only the fifth movie. Yeah, in. I totally cheated on mine. <laughs> um, I definitely had two IMDb characters. In Me, this too. Movie. <laughs> Me too. Me too. 
Uh, um, Andrew, I'm going Dr. Stern. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> I don't Before know what to say. or after the evil stuff comes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Gee, yes. double thank you. Okay. Um, and then Splash Hulk, kind of what Alyssa spoke to earlier. You know, she hinted at it. We did have a little fire up. <laughs> it was uh, a last miscommunication week. via text, which, which happens when yeah. we all live very far away from each other. And, and this is the primary mode of, of conversation. And we all flared up and kind of were at each other. We all like, were mean what, to each other. Like, what just happened? <laughs> And meanwhile, I'm at work and my Apple Watch is like, okay, there's like buzz, a, a buzz, 16. Buzz. And, and Andrew texts in paragraphs and paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't read all this on my watch. This is too much. <laughs> yeah. And my watch is cracked. I need to get another one. So I can't like respond or react on it right now. Oh. It's annoying. But um, yeah. Alyssa, I initially had you as Betty Ross. But after Andrew's comments, I'm saying you're not, especially after he said delicate. You're not delicate. That's what no. I clarified is she was only somewhat like yeah. her because Alyssa is not delicate. By I think no. there are moments that I could be. I mean, I yeah, I mean, but that's kind of normal. I felt I like think, she was literally I think half. Though and as half a character, her voice is the only delicate thing about her. Because like, when else is she delicate that you can think of? Other than the fact that she runs out in the rain in a white t-shirt. And I was like, guys, guys. And then we don't even like see her boobies. So I was like, what's the point of her being in a white shirt? Come on. It's kind of the same point where they had him, uh, had her straddle him and like slap him. I was like, yeah, that was not remotely sexual at all. I don't, I didn't get that vibe, but also I'm not thinking that, I guess. There there was obviously the overtly sexual scene Mm -hmm. where she was like, oh my God, why can't we fool around? But like my my mind kind of goes to like Mary Jane and the rain with Peter Parker of like the whole it's cold and her breath is her breath is showing, not her breasts. Her breath is showing in the cold weather. But also it's cold and raining and (laughs) other things are showing in her outfit. But I was like, why does she have to be in a white shirt in the rain? (laughs) <laughs> I so for you being Betty Ross, I think the only thing is that when she calls the New York cab guy an asshole, I think that's the only thing I can relate to her for you as because you would definitely call them an asshole if they were driving like an asshole. Guys, don't make me hungry. You guys wouldn't like me when I'm hungry, and it's past my bedtime, and I need a midnight snack. So, I think it's time to wrap up our our late night rendition of our podcast. <laughs> But, um, not the after hours feature. Not the after hours, but we appreciate you guys listening and tuning in while you're driving or exercising or whatever you're doing. Hopefully you're having a great day and you enjoyed our podcast. Please share more of our podcast with other people so we can continue this journey into the MCU. Um, and we'll continue next week with two episodes coming I believe Um, the next installment will be Thor and shortly after we'll follow with the Avengers and we might have a familiar guest on for one of those episodes so stay tuned thanks for tuning in to this week's episode in the meantime check us out on Instagram as at 
Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.